0: That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. What a show tonight. We have Michael Knowles, Natalie Winters, the economy sucks, Joe Biden's lying about it. It's going to be a lot of fun on I'm Right. What's the three things the three things all of our cultural leaders have in common because this is going to come into play tonight we're about to talk about stock market and out of touch and all these other things but what what are the three things all our cultural leaders have in common and when I say cultural leaders I'm talking about politicians talking about entertainers athletes professors doctors now the, the people who lead different cultural pillars what are the three things they all have in common one no love of country and all this is going to apply oftentimes they hate the country but there's no ingrained patriotism in them like there is in you two completely disconnected from the real world and that's the one that's going to really apply tonight and when i say disconnected this is what i mean when you grow up wealthy now i didn't but obviously people do maybe you did maybe you maybe right now you're doing well when you were kids are so i'm not insulting wealth but when you grow up wealthy Wealth allows you to put yourself in more of a bubble, doesn't it? You don't have to be in the bad part of town. You don't have to drive a crappy car like I had that stalls out in the main intersection in town. You don't ever have to worry about the next meal, Christmas presents, new clothes for the school year. Just You live in a bubble. You don't really realize it, but you live in a bubble. And then you go right from that bubble into the elite university bubble. And I'm talking the big boys, Yale, Harvard, Stanford, Brown, all these schools. And have you been on a college campus? You don't even have to be on Harvard's to walk on any college campus really and feel like you're in a bubble. All the pristine, beautiful buildings, the perfect lawns, pretty people running around everywhere. Everything's nice and safe and spoon fed for you. Let's smoke some weed and go down to the quad. I mean, you just, it's not real life, right? The ultimate bubble. And then you move right from that into media or politics you're an intern for someone somewhere or an assisted public relations person or you go right to wall street you're you're immediately foot in the door it's because you're uber wealthy you're in goldman sachs and all these other places now that's fine if that's your life that's fine but here's the problem you don't have any any connection or relation to how normal people live their lives, to how most people live their lives, if that's your life. So two's no connection to the real world. And three, and this one applies to, the third characteristic is they believe they should rule. And I don't mean they believe they should lead. They believe they should rule as kings and queens, because partly because of that sheltered life where they went from rich to university to politics or the media, they genuinely have this feeling that they are above, and you and your stupid freedoms, they're holding everyone back. So if you just give up those freedoms, peasant, then, then we'll decide what's best for everybody. That's how these people think. The Biden administration is maybe the greatest example of this I've ever seen in my life. Now, I don't expect Joe Biden, or Jill Biden, or Dome, or any of the people who work for Joe Biden, I don't expect them To actually care because they're those people they're all three of those things i just described they're not going to actually care that you filled up your car yesterday and got and and got upset you're sitting there staring staring at the gas pump wondering how you're going to make ends meet i don't expect them to care i'm not naive they're politicians i get that if they had any connection to the real world though they would at least at least pretend right They would at least pretend to know what you're going through out there. People woke up yesterday, and they rolled over because everything's online now, and they looked at their phone, and their investments are gone. People's earnings, their their lifetime earnings are disappearing. And again, these people who are disconnected from the real world don't know what that's like. They all have fancy pensions. They can lose 10% and not worry about it. They can lose 20%. It's no big deal. Normal people, they can't. So when a person is horrified by watching their labor evaporate like that when the market goes down, maybe that's not the best time for the president of the United States to say what he said way back in January when he said the stock market hit a record because now they're having to explain why it lost
2: 20%. You remember when he said this back in January? The stock market, the last guy's measure of everything, is about 20% higher than it was when my predecessor was there it has hit record after record after record on my watch
0: okay so that's what he said in january now everyone's watched it wipe out here's joe biden's press secretary when she was asked about people getting wiped out to the tune of 20 percent losses were officially in a bear market here's what she said now watch the lack of empathy
1: Uh, Thanks, Corrine. President Biden once bragged about the stock market hitting record after record after record on my watch. How about now?
2: Meaning the stock market?
1: All the gains from President Biden's time in office have been Wiped out.
3: So, as you know, we're watching. We're watching closely. You know, Putin. Putin's price hike, inflation, uh, coming, coming out of a once-in-a-generation uh, global pandemic. All, all of those things play a factor. And, uh, and you know, but the thing, the way that we see this is that the American people are well-positioned uh, to face these challenges because of the economic historic uh, gains that we have made uh, under this president
0: the historic gains imagine what that's like for the average American maybe it's you you woke up got crushed and they're asked about you getting crushed your retirement disappearing before your eyes and what do you hear oh the historic gains you're doing great and maybe the biggest indictment of Corinne diversity hire which everyone knows that's what she is so that's officially her name now diversity hire is when she's asked a very simple question about the stock market, and she's asked about you waking up and looking at your phone and your 401k's gone. What'd she do? Uh, You know, the thing is, uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, Hang on. Uh, Putin's Putin's price hike. You see there's Putin's price hike, and then there's... She not only had to flip through her binder for answers, she read the answers when she got there. It's not as if she glanced down and oh got a clue and then turned it right back around no 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 no. she had to read the answers when she got to the appropriate section in the binder i mean this is honestly this isn't the first time this has happened do you remember just the other day corinne diversity hire was asked about the baby formula shortage remember we have americans across the country right now unsure of whether or not their baby's going to be able to eat she's asked about that which should be you know priority one for the white house don't just listen to what happens watch what happens this is why diversity is not our strength
3: so i have two questions on baby formula so first um what is the white house what is the latest updates the white house has received on the current formula situation across the country yeah let me see if i have anything new for you on that uh, <laughs> i think it's been a couple of days since we have asked to ask that question Okay. I don't have anything new. I know we made some announcements last week. Uh, I, don't, I just don't have them in front of me.
0: That's why you don't hire somebody just because she's a black lesbian. You need to try to, I don't know, look for somebody qualified. That was painful. I swear on my life, we did not edit that video. Hey, so what about the starving kids out there? Uh... It's been a couple days, hang on here. Uh, oh man, looks like they didn't put that section in my notes. Uh, yeah, everything's, everything's okay. <laughs> okay, well, it's not okay. And then Joe Biden, look, it's not just Corinne diversity hire. Joe Biden himself, it's not like he only said everything's hunky-dory back in January. This was him.
2: Since I took office to your help, families are carrying less debt nationwide so we went to work to change that and started with the american rescue plan the law helped 41 people 41 million people put food on their table remember they were in trouble putting food on their table put money in the pockets of hard-working americans who were in trouble being thrown out in the street because they couldn't pay the rent through no fault of their own i don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives.
0: I find it very weird that somewhere along the way Joe Biden thought that angry routine came off, comes off as genuine and its effective it does not. But again, they said everything's going just fine. That might be why Joe Biden hit yet another record low for approval rating. Back to what I said in the very beginning, This is what happens when you don't have any connection to the real world. When people are suffering, postponing retirement, over 20% of Americans postponing retirement, Americans having to make major adjustments to their lives, watching their standard of living disappear, you don't stand up in front of them and tell them everything's just great. And if you had any connection at all to the real world, you would know that. But they don't. It's all focus groups and political groups. And let's meet with my media friends and my political friends. And you don't have anybody who lives like normal people. And look, let's be honest. Joe Biden, as bad as he is, he's the Democrats' best option right now. He just announced he plans to run again in 2024. He'll be in his 80s at the time. And if this is how he speaks now, Think how he'll speak in the '80s. I want to make something perfectly clear. The person he was introducing here, her name is Karen Narasaki.
2: Karen Narasaki. Well, poopy pants, Joe. Let's mess this one up a little. Leaders in civil rights like Karen Nagasaki and uh, and Karen uh, Kuramatsu. Where where are you? Where are the Karens? There you go.
0: <laughs> Maybe in the future. Joe Biden shouldn't be introducing anyone with any kind of non-English traditional name because it generally turns out that way. And speaking of Asia, let's hop over from Japan to China. You do remember when Joe Biden stood up and again vomiting at the mouth that he said, "Uh, well, if China goes after Taiwan, we're going to militarily stop them. And then everyone at the White House freaked out and they tried to issue corrections for him. Oh, no, that's not. He didn't mean that. No. Well, again, like we've said a thousand times on the show, when the president speaks, it matters. China was watching. China came out. China's reunification is a great cause of the Chinese nation. It is a historical trend that no one and no force can stop we will not hesitate to fight we will fight at all costs and we will fight to the very end this is the only choice for china you see china means what they say and they mean business and when we have a president with diarrhea of the mouth it can have world changing implications so what happens if we have to fight China? I mean, my goodness, they're way over there, right clear across the Pacific. How's that going to go? Well, here's how it's going to go. <clears throat> the United States Navy now routinely runs into things. We have submarines who run into things underwater. We have surface vessels that run into shipping bo- or fishing boats. The Navy runs into things now. We didn't used to. Now this is routine. It's so routine, the United States military just conducted a safety pause to figure out why the Navy can't seem to sail on the gigantic open waters without running into things. So where's all this coming from? Well, we've talked about it a thousand times, the rot. The rot within the military. All the culture war crap that has infected the military. You got women on the naval vessels. There's LGBTQT Day. There's all this anti-white stuff. And what happens when you spend your days going to new seminars to find out how evil white people are? What you're not doing that day is doing the basics of the Navy. And when the basics don't get done, people die. It's not a small thing. This stuff is deadly, people die. There are only so many hours in the day. How many hours a day do you think the Chinese Navy is drilling for right now on LGBTQ rights? How many? Every hour your son, your daughter sits in a theater and gets lectured about why they should chop their penis off or add one. That's an hour the Chinese are learning to send them to the bottom of the Pacific. All that may have made you uncomfortable. But I'm right. We have a great show for you tonight. Sudden adult death death syndrome. (laughs) What does that even mean? We'll talk about this idiocy and much more still to come on the show. Before we talk about that, though, speaking of corporations and woke idiocy, you enjoying Pride Month? Having a good time by getting barraged by rainbows everywhere you go? Would you like to only spend money with companies that aren't doing that? Sure you would. So would I. But how do you do that? Are you supposed to call and wait on hold every time you want to go make a purchase in your community somewhere? Hey, are you guys all in on Pride Month? You're not going to do that. And you don't have to. Go download Public SQ. Public SQ. It's right there in your app store. What is it? It's your resource to whichever business you need shares your values. You want to only shop at businesses who didn't do all the COVID lockdown idiocy? Go download Public SQ and much, much more. Public SQ, that's how we put
3: our money where our morals are. We'll be back. Each morning, the President of the United States
1: receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
0: Do you see that recent stuff that came out? People under 30 are just dropping dead all of a sudden. This is happening. They tried to cover it up for a while. It's been happening for a little while. A couple years, I'd say, maybe a little over a year. And they've been covering it up, and now it's happening so often they can't cover it up anymore. So I I, I I, have to be honest, it gave me a little morbid snicker. I saw they have a term for it now Doctors can't figure out what's happening, so they called it sudden adult death syndrome. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that's what it is. Just out of nowhere, you're just falling over dead. Joining me now, is someone who does great work, highly recommend you follow her, Natalie Winters. She's the lead investigative reporter at the Great National Pulse, which I love dearly. Natalie, let's start with the FDA and Moderna. FDA is getting sued, why?
3: Well, uh, an advocacy group had filed a Freedom of Information Act request to understand why exactly the Moderna vaccine for COVID-19 was granted authorization, really at, at an unprecedentedly rapid pace. And some of the data about the efficacy and even the side effects of this vaccine seem to have just kind of been swept under the rug Um, No one really paid attention to them, except, of course, the people who were getting the vaccines and worried that there could be some potential ramifications down the road or even immediately had they taken the vaccine. Um, So one of these groups, people who share this concern with, I'm sure, millions of Americans, like I said, had filed a Freedom of Information Act request with the FDA, which is the agency that authorizes this vaccine for emergency use. I um, mean, believe it or not, even though they requested uh, really a, kind of what is a rapid process of this investigation, documents related to why this vaccine was approved, they were actually denied that request, which I think is kind of a perfect example of how from every single step of this pandemic all the way from the origins of it to the vaccine rollout to now, you know, sudden adult death syndrome, uh, we can't really seem to get any truth. And the people who hold this truth the people who really know what's going on are fighting tooth and nail to obscure it
0: natalie masks i mean look i don't have to i don't have to explain the misery of masks to a single person watching us talk right now everyone remembers how horrible that is but did they work i mean we're always we were always told they would work we're saving lives out there just put on a dozen masks and we'll save lives did they save lives natalie
3: yeah trust the science except it's only a certain kind of science that these people want to believe in So what's so interesting, there was a study that we recently highlighted at the National Post that not only detailed, basically did a county to county comparison in the state of Kansas, basically counties that did adopt mask mandates and those that don't. And what this study found, not only did masks really do nothing to help prevent the spread of COVID-19, but with the algorithms and, and data that they ran, they actually found that counties that adopted mask mandates Had a nearly 1.5 times higher rate of COVID 19 fatalities than those that didn't. And what's so interesting, while those data points are certainly, you know, they go against the, the mainstream narrative that you hear peddled every day from people like Anthony Fauci and his colleagues in the mainstream media. What's so interesting about, I would say, kind of the fallout of this study is how readily this article has been censored um, by Facebook, um, even in some cases by Twitter, all the fact checkers have really been out in full force discounting and discrediting um, this article, saying the study is preposterous. But then what's so funny, uh, the people that they use to discredit this article they, we've actually looked into their backgrounds they have no scientific experience uh as it seems to always be with the fact checkers
0: what a shock all right so natalie what do we what do we believe we'll get to the monkey pox stuff here in a minute but what do we believe about the masks did they actually do more harm than good is that i mean how can i come to any other conclusion
3: well, I think when you evaluate the impact of masks, it's not even just how it helped prevent, or didn't in that case, prevent the spread of COVID-19. It's the social ramifications of it. Uh, it's, it's the effects that it's had on children. And I think that it goes back to the critical point of really, I think, how public health measures have been formulated throughout this pandemic. Um, even though all these so-called public health experts should be prioritizing public health, that doesn't really seem to be the calculus that they're using to come up um, with the methodologies and really the methods that they want to use to combat COVID-19. You would think if you were gonna really kind of turned the Western world upside down, get rid of any sense of personal responsibility, individual liberty, the the ability to make decisions for yourself by implementing such rigid mask mandates that you would have wanted to have studies like the one I was just talking about done first, done before uh, you adopted those policies, but they, they didn't really seem to want any kind of rigorous inquiry into the actual efficacy of mask mandates. And it goes back to what I said, it's not about public health, it's always been about public control.
0: One of the things that gives me a snicker when I look back at the past couple of years is when they try to convince us that COVID-19 came from a bowl of bat soup in China. I do enjoy that one. That one always made me laugh. But now we have a new disease out there called monkeypox, and there's some kind of link with Wuhan, China again. Did this come from a more bat soup?
3: I know, deja vu. Well, what's really interesting is that we found in the most recent edition of the Wuhan Institute of Virology's scientific journal that they published, it's called Virologica Sinica, they actually had an article, and I know it's hard to believe, and I know you probably don't want to believe it, but it is true. They actually had an article um, in, in that in which they isolated and assembled strains of monkeypox viruses so they could conduct PCR tests on them. That is the same PCR test that's kind of the establishment favored method in terms of detecting COVID-19. And the story you just had up on the screen was our follow-up article to that where we actually found a, a previous edition of a journal had actually had more research into monkeypox isolating strains specifically focusing on the causative agent of monkeypox and again the fact checkers have been out in full force against both of these articles calling them conspiracy theories banning people from sharing them on facebook so it really seems that you have all the hallmarks of covid19 and kind of the big tech big media chinese communist party cover-up um all those hallmarks are again at play with monkeypox so it really leaves you uh scratching your head
0: dr fauci Tell me there's not a Fauci connection here again.
3: Well, unfortunately, uh, there, there is. I hate to be the bearer of, of very bad news. Um, but what's so interesting is that just last year, um, the NIAID, which is the NIH agency that Fauci leads, had actually given what shapes up to be about a $10 million grant um, to study treatments for monkeypox, which is sort of curious timing, especially given that the the smallpox vaccine reportedly works against monkeypox. They were looking for antiviral treatments. Um, Again, to this rather rare, rather innocuous, um, at least sort of not really a concern for the United States. Um, So it's just curious timing. And again, I think the real tell with these articles is not that the NIAID gave a $10 million grant or that Wuhan was looking into these pathogens, although that definitely should raise suspicions. It's how the mainstream media is refusing to cover it and more precisely how big tech platforms and their you know fact-checking uh, Gestapo um, are really coming out against these articles and debunking them and entirely calling them conspiracy theories when it's still entirely too early to know
0: Natalie Winters keep doing what you do I appreciate you Thank you all right. Next, we have this month in wokeism. And boy, it's been a doozy, as you can imagine. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But for a second, let's talk about your allergies, which suck. There's nothing you can tell me about allergies that would shock me. I suffered most of my life. I wake up in the morning, I get them really bad in my eyes. I wake up in the morning, in my eyes, it would feel like they were sandpaper and I'd have tears coming down my face and the wife knows I don't even cry unless I'm watching Rudy. And she's like, allergies again? And I said, yes, allergies again. Only that never happens to me anymore now. You know why it never happens to me anymore now? Eden, pure thunderstorm. I tell you all the time about how it kills viruses and mold in the air how it takes all the smells out of your air your house will smell like nature does after a thunderstorm the best thing it ever did for me was let me throw away that over-the-counter allergy medication i used to take go get them there's a three-pack for sale for my viewers you have to go to edenpuredeals.com and use the code jesse and that gets you a three-pack for under two hundred dollars EdenPureDeals.com code JESSE. That's 200 bucks off. We'll be back. All right. It's time for this month in Wokeism. And I know you're over all the Pride Month crap. You were probably over it before it began and believe me, so was I. But we need to point some things out here. The problem we're having isn't necessarily at the street level now that stuff matters all the all the gross parades and all that stuff it does matter right so that is a problem the major problem is we're sandwiched yeah you have all the gross street stuff but all of our leaders all the people on top they're institutionalizing this this everywhere look at every american company how many companies have you even found That aren't embracing this crap and talking about it openly it's everywhere you you think you have some safe little corner where they're not going to do it and i'm fine at least i have this or at least i have that but you don't you don't i thank god i work here on the first at least i know we're never going to do it i mean look you think you at least have fox news right just sit down watch some fox news it's always gigantic they're the biggest there is cable news At least I have Fox News. They're not going to do it to me. Ah, that's where you'd be wrong.
4: Pride Month continues as we highlight the story of Rylan Whittington, whose journey of transitioning at age five has been seen by seven million people in a family
0: YouTube video.
2: If you saw me walking down the street, you wouldn't...
4: Think
0: anything different.
4: 14 year old Ryland Whittington is a typical Southern California teenager. The only difference, though, in Ryland's eyes, is what this family can mean to the tens of thousands of kids under 18 who identify as transgender. Before Ryland could even speak, he managed to tell his parents that he is a boy.
3: I'd rather have a living son than a dead daughter. I guarantee that if we had pushed back and done what a lot of parents do. I don't think that we would have either one of the kids that you see before you here today.
4: What extraordinary courage displayed by Ryland, his sister Brinley, father Jeff, and mom Hillary. I want to thank the Whittington family for speaking to us. It's not easy, particularly at a time when, tra- when transgender issues have been politicized.
0: That wouldn't CNN, That wouldn't MSNBC, that was Fox News. Remember, this is how the communist thinks. We have all these cultural Marxists now. They don't look at things the way you look at things or the way I look at things, they just do not. All they see is what they haven't dominated and taken over yet. There is nothing sacred. There is nothing safe. They want it all. And this is why this stuff, look, we have, you know, the number of transgender teens has doubled since just 2017. Why, is there something in the water? No. These things are being pushed everywhere we turn. Every single place we turn, they're being pushed. And the most shocking thing about this for me is it's not that some college professor is a nutball, right? Or some actress is a crazy person. Or there's some dirt ball on the street that's that's a crazy person wants to your kids. None of that stuff is particularly shocking to me. What has really blown me away are idiot parents like that you just you just saw on that video. And then flat-out evil parents, like you'll see here, don't worry, I'll keep it short, as we always do on these gross ones, that take their children to drag events. Gonna work, make it hurt, like... Who does that to their own children? And look, we either become a lot more purposeful with this cultural war stuff, or we're going to lose. And there's a new Pixar movie coming out. It's called Lightyear. Remember Toy Story, Buzz Lightyear? You probably watched them all with your kids. I sure did. You're going to take little Aiden, Jaden, and Brayden out to see Lightyear? I mean, you know, a couple lesbians share a lovely lesbian kiss in it, Right? Is that what you want? You're gonna support that with your money? Or do you think maybe you could skip this one? There are all kinds of countries, 14 of them that have banned the movie because of the scene. There are 14 countries who are interested in still existing 100 years from now. Are we? I think maybe we should, no? All right, Michael Knowles is gonna join us to talk about some of this culture war stuff next. Speaking of war, and famine, and drought, and all the other all the other horrifying predictions that are being made out there right now, you know, you know, you need to be prepared. You need to make preparations. And I'll be honest with you, yes, I have a bunch of stuff. I never feel like I have enough. I'm always looking at my stuff thinking, man, I should, I need more ammo here. Oh, do I have enough to make sure I have clean water there? Do I have this? Do I have that? And it's never difficult. I'm a dude. Never difficult to go buy more ammo. I need a new knife. What do you have for medicine? And maybe you're saying to yourself, Jesse, I don't take any regular medications. I don't care. No, you don't take any regular medications now. When facilities crash, when things go wrong and you get even a simple cut on your hand and it gets infected, what do you have that's going to keep you from dying? You need to get a Jace case. A Jace should be part of everyone's disaster preparation. In fact, May i recommend getting two or three you're never going to look and think oh no i have too many antibiotics what it does it sets you up with an antibiotic kit that can and will save your life and maybe the life of your family i hope you never need it i hope you never have to open it but daggone if you have bullets and water and food and don't have anything like this you're not ready you're not ready Go to jacemedical.com. Use the promo code Jesse because it saves you 10 bucks. Jacemedical.com. Get one today. We'll be back. I see the images on TV people's livelihoods are being destroyed, businesses are being burned down, no problem. And then we
2: have a dust-up at the Capitol. Well, there's nothing burned down. And we're not gonna talk about, we're gonna make that a major deal. I just think it kind of two standards. And if we apply the same standard, and we're gonna be reasonable with each other, let's
0: have a discussion. That's all it was. Let's have a discussion. Boy, those are some pretty controversial comments, right? That was Washington Commanders. I still can't believe that's their stupid name now. That's the Washington Commanders defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. No big deal, except for that he was fined $100,000, apologized, and deleted his social media account. Joining me now, Michael Knowles, of course, of the great Michael Knowles Show. And he's also author of the book, Speechless, Controlling Words, Controlling Minds. Michael, how did they manage to gain so much control of what we're allowed to say and what we're not. He didn't say a single thing there that would be unpopular to 70% of the population yet he's not allowed to say it. How? I'm shocked to hear you say that, Jesse. I am literally shaking. You can't see me
4: literally shaking, but metaphorically, I am literally shaking at that statement. He he says it was a dust-up. At the Capitol, and he compares it to BLM. Capital, the the, the capital people didn't kill anybody, and of course BLM killed dozens of people, and it lasted for months and months, not hours, and they attacked multiple federal buildings and burned half the country down. Uh, so yes, there there really is no comparison here. Not only was January sixth not the worst insurrection in American history, it was not the worst insurrection in the history of that year and by the way speaking of history this is not going to come up at the january 6th hearings but let's not forget there have been many actual attacks on the capitol in american history 1915 you had a harvard professor blow up the Senate reception room with with explosives. Blow the thing up. 1954, you had Puerto Rican activists shoot up the House of Representatives, injured five congressmen. 1971, you had the Weather Underground blow up another portion of the Senate, again, with explosives. 1983, you had a different left-wing group, the Armed Resistance Unit, blow up a different portion of the Senate. And then on January 6th, you had the Horn Hat Guy dance around the Capitol Rotunda, and a few Midwest dads crack a Coors Light. So there's no comparison here. Taking
0: selfies.
4: (laughs) Taking selfies in front of Pelosi's office or whatever. And so there's obviously no comparison. And yet, truly, if you polled, I would say, 100 moderate, centrist to center-left people today, they would tell you in sincerity that January 6th was the worst thing that's ever happened. So so how did it happen? Because this has been drilled into us by every single cultural institution, especially education, especially the media. But then you see, there are real carrots and real sticks here. When you have to pay a $100,000 fine, that's real money. When you're deplatformed from the, the public square, which is what social media is now in our republic, those are real serious consequences. And so people People are not only going to be censored by the oligarchs in big tech and in the bureaucracy they're going to censor themselves and when we censor ourselves we pave the way for the next predations of these cultural revolutionaries
0: Michael how are we supposed to overcome that as a country? When Because you just described something I've talked about, too. I know you talk about it all the time. When you have all these people, they live entirely in a world of make-believe, right? Because they're in the media, political, university bubble. Okay, so they believe a bunch of things, as Reagan once said, that aren't true, that aren't real. They live in a world of make-believe. How am I supposed to come together with people who reside in a world that is not real? How, how does a nation overcome that?
4: Well, you can't. In order to have a republic, you have to have something in common. (laughs) Republic comes from the phrase res publica, meaning the the stuff that we've got all all together. And so if we don't have anything in common, we don't have a republic anymore. And in order to have a republic, you need to speak the same language. This is why free speech is not just some minor issue, uh, one issue among many, like immigration and taxes or something. Free speech in self-government is pretty much the whole political order because the way that we govern ourselves is by speaking and persuading one another and having debates and then deciding how we want to live and and so it's no accident it's no fluke that the libs have managed to focus on this issue of speech because if they can control the words that we use, and not even necessarily in the manner of censorship and saying we're going to deplatform you if you use this word, but even in changing the very definitions of words, changing the definition of marriage, changing the definition of American, changing the definition of man and woman, if they can do that, then then what takes place is a sort of pre-censorship. They actually censor your thoughts before you can form them and have the opportunity to speak. If when I think of a man or a woman, I am actually prevented from thinking of, an, of a real man or a real woman. And I am, I am forced by the way that we speak in our culture to think of a man as a woman or vice versa. I think of a, a foreign national as an undocumented American or something like that. I, I'm actually, my mind has already been controlled before I even have the impulse to state my opinion.
0: Michael, what's the game with January sixth? The whole committee thing—is this just—is this an effort to stop Trump because they're scared of him? Is this just an effort to intimidate people on the right into more silence so they can continue? That what's there's there's a game here. Everyone knows it. What is it? Well, this is entirely about stopping Trump because, uh, despite their
4: protestations that Joe Biden's the most popular president in history and won 87 bazillion votes, more more people voted for him than are currently on planet Earth or, or whatever, uh, no, they, they think that Trump is still a very potent threat. This is why you had left-wing groups dragging Marjorie Taylor Greene, for instance, to court to try to get her booted off of the ballot because of some preposterous misreading of the provisions of the law. They did that. It was laughed out of court, but they did it because 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 they felt that they couldn't beat Marjorie Taylor Greene in an election when she's actually on the ballot, and and that was really just a test run for Donald Trump. The other reason they have to focus on January 6th, the worst day in American history, is because they, they've got nothing else that they can possibly run on. Obviously the economy is in shambles, inflation at record highs, Immigra- illegal immigration at record highs, first major war in Europe since World War II. You, you, know, you just go down the list and it's misery after misery. The one issue they previously had was public health. They were still above water there. They are now well below water there. Dr. Fauci has practically gone into witness protection. So they truly have nothing they can possibly run on. And so they've got to to bring back the images of that terrible old orange man who over almost overthrew the government. They're making weak arguments for that. I don't think it's persuading a lot of people. And frankly, when you look at $7 a gallon gas, I I think people are going to be looking a little more fondly on the days of that mean old orange man.
0: Michael, one of the things I have to give you guys a lot of credit for at the Daily Wire, you do one bunch of great work over there, but the creation of alternate options for people when they're crying out for them. And entertainment, I've always said, is huge. I've never dismissed entertainment. What, what the, the messaging movies put out does matter. I wish it didn't. It does. It matters a lot. So you're making your own now, and I dig it. What's Terror on the Prairie? Terror on the Prairie is Daily Wire's
4: big premiere Western it's the it's the movie it's coming out tonight it's premiering this evening it's it's the movie that is uncancelling Gina Carano the, the moment that Disney canceled Gina Carano for making some perfectly innocuous comment we looked at that as an opportunity. And we called up Gina and we said, hey, if you want to make a movie, we'll do one with you. She was extremely involved. She's a producer on the movie. She's the star of the movie. I got to see it last night at the in-person premiere. It's a terrific film. The acting's great. The cinematography is great. We realized at a certain point in, in the Daily Wire that if we want to transform the culture, it's not enough merely to criticize it and comment on it. That's important, too. Cultures need critics. But if we really want to take on the left, we're also going to have to create that culture as well. And so we're, we're very grateful to the audience uh, which has put their money where our mouths are and they're supporting this kind of content. And you can watch it tonight. It's streaming tonight over at dailywire.com.
0: Yeah, I think you're going to find a big market for it. All right, finally, I do have to ask. Your book, I hate that we lost our culture I still I, I still can't wrap my mind around how that happened how how do we get to a place where the common thing is that a boy can chop his penis off and become a woman it's just so beyond belief how how Michael tell me about it it's mostly the libs
4: fault but it's also kind of conservatives fault that is the thesis of my book uh, speechless controlling words controlling minds the, the the libs are the ones who have pushed this radical cultural agenda. Uh, They've been doing it for about 100 years, and I trace the history of how how they did that. But the conservatives fell for a big trap. The Libs convinced us in the middle of the 20th century that what we really need is total neutrality. We need to get religion and beliefs and everything out of the public square and just be totally neutral. And that's not possible. That has never existed anywhere in the history of the world. Actually, our, our free speech problem is not a battle between free speech on the one hand and censorship on the other. Our free speech problem is a battle of standards. Okay, every society has limits, has standards, has norms, has taboos, has things that you're not really allowed to say. That's true of all society. Every society, especially self-government, needs to have an idea of what's true and false and good and bad, and we want more of the good, true stuff, and we want less of the bad, false stuff. And uh, right now, it's only the liberals that have that vision, and their vision is totally backwards, and it's leading us to trans all of our little kids. The conservatives have buried our heads in the sand, and so when we we prattle on about free speech in the abstract, that's all well and good, but the reality is, Free speech in the abstract doesn't mean anything to people who don't have anything to say. We need a substantive view of politics. We need to say this is good, and that is bad, and it's bad to trans the kids, and we're not going to let you do it. No matter what free expression you want, it's it's really going to
0: destroy our country, so no. The book is Speechless. He's Michael Knowles. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. Great to be with you. All right. We're going to lighten the mood next before we do that though before we lighten it let's darken it a little bit sorry but look home title theft is a big deal it's it's a really big deal i mean can you imagine imagine what this would be like imagine coming home from work as far as you know all the bills are paid that's nice, fine you're a responsible person coming home from work and having a piece of paper taped to your door there's usually a little red tag on it making sure you see it And it's a notice that you're about to be evicted. What's that conversation like with your husband, with your wife? That's what's happening. They log into your home title because they're online. I should say they hack into it and they forge your signature on it. And they take a bunch of loans out in your name. And you can't get all this stuff unwound in time. They'll kick you out of your house. Go to hometitlelock.com and sign up today so it doesn't happen to you. hometitlelock.com. We'll be back. I love sports. I mean, you can't watch professional sports anymore because it's all filth now, but I love sports. I played baseball very poorly for many years, basketball poorly for many years. So I tried, but I thought, look, I like sports. I've always admired people who can do things I can't do. Isn't that the joy of it? I want to see the wide receiver who can run like a cheetah, just zooming past everybody for a touchdown. I want to see basketball players jumping from the half court to dunk the ball. I want to see track stars going at light speed. I want to see people do things I could never do. I want to see a baseball player hit one into next week. And so whenever I see a, an incredible athlete, I'd like to show it off. I think it's impressive. It makes me makes me feel inspired to be something more so i thought for today's light in the mood we could shine a light on one of the most incredible athletic performances i've ever seen in my life I'll see you tomorrow.
1: Each morning, the President of the United States receives a highly classified briefing on the most important issues facing the country. It's called the President's Daily Brief, or PDB. It's delivered by America's spies and analysts. Well, now you can hear your very own PDB in the form of a podcast hosted by me, Brian Dean Wright, a former CIA operations officer. Each morning at 6 a.m. Eastern, I'll bring you 15 to 20 minutes of the most important issues facing the country, giving you the critical intelligence and analysis you need to start your morning.
0: dot org.